Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd, 2021, and today we've got an SHL update. I'm flying solo today, but I got a great guest with me, a uh, recurring guest here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, our friend. I can say that. Uh, I'm Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. My guest today is a Swedish regional scout for Dauber Prospects. He also covers the Detroit Red Wings prospects four dollar prospects and i would say at this point you're the official shl correspondent of the lockdown red wings podcast so mikhail holm welcome back to the show we're super happy to have you today man thanks a lot buddy uh yeah it's uh, it's great to be back and uh, i'm glad to be the official correspondent it's a, it's a huge honor and i will uh... <laughs> it's a badge of honor absolutely yeah uh you can go around telling everybody that you're our biggest guest of the week and then they'll they'll look it up and they'll see uh, the Gary Thorne interview, they'll be like, wow, Mikhail, you'll, you're such a big deal. It's crazy. We had Tony yeah, out last so. week and he's not an official anything. So, I mean, you're kind yeah. of. Yeah, no, Tony's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> not at well. Yeah. We, we, we won't, uh, we, we won't put down Tony. Tony's a great guy. Great. No, scout. Tony's lovely. And, Tony's uh, lovely. and we love, we love Tony at the lockdown rubbings podcast. I know our listeners absolutely do too, by the way, quick plug. If you hadn't uh, already go back to last week, we had Tony on to look at the uh, Dauber prospects mid season draft rankings. And that was a lot of fun. I know you had uh, a bit to do with that. We might, we might get to some draft talk depending on, you know, how much, how much time we uh, breeze through here when talking about the SHL. But we got to talk about the Red Wings prospects because that is what the people care about right now. There are shiny new toys. Uh, they're the guys that we really cannot wait to get over here and see. And I want to talk about who's in, who's out of the playoffs, all that good stuff. But I also just want to get a general sense of, of how the league has been going in the last month or so. Has it been running normally? Has there been a lot of cancellations? And how does it kind of compare to maybe the North American uh, leagues over here, like the NHL? Uh or and and yeah just i guess how they compare <laughs> yeah yeah no uh, the league has been running sort of okay we had a lot of uh, uh, covid breaks in uh, uh, like november december last year because and that because of that a lot of teams have become sort of immune they have had a lot a few uh, a few uh, covid outbreaks i think Malmö, the team Joe Valeno is on. He, they had like I think three or four outbreaks this season, which is uh, quite insane. But yeah, but yeah, otherwise it's gone pretty okay. There's some uh, games in hand for a few teams. Malmö has a few games less played than other teams, so there's going to be a bit of a window I think in the in early April where every well, where the team. Teams who haven't played as much as everyone else will catch up, and then they finish off the regular season in early April, I think. Now, we were talking before we uh, press the record button here. You said that Sweden's, you know, pretty lax over there. I think they they drew a little bit of, like, national or worldwide attention with, like, how lax things have been going. Have you been able to get to a rank uh, in the last couple months? You've been watching from home, or, or kind of how has that been going? 
I'm only watching from home at the at the, at the sports venues. They've been they've not been that relaxed. So, so at sports venues, it's been pretty shut down. Uh, there's people at every game, but that's because of the restaurants in the arenas counts as restaurants, so they can go there as a, like for eat, eating dinner, and then they watch the game, and that works out that way. So they can be like 50 people or something like that. I think that's pretty so nice. There's been people, dinner and a game. Yeah. Yeah, so there's people at games, but uh, it's it's been pretty shut down otherwise. Now, obviously, one guy that we're super high on over here in Detroit, one guy that I know you uh, are pretty high on as well is Lucas Raymond. He's the fourth overall pick in the 2020 NHL draft. You had really nice things to say about him the last time that you joined us, but he comes down with an elbow injury. We, that came across, a, honestly, I, I have absolutely zero concept of what time range that might have uh, occurred. I think it was, I think it was like three, four weeks ago. I, I might want to say if I were to just to, to throw a guess on it, but what is the update uh, on his elbow injury? Does it sound like he might come back uh, before the end of the playoffs? How are things progressing? You know, just what are you kind of been hearing uh, on that front? So he's got a, he, he had a surgery on an uh, old elbow injury as I, as, as I heard that he had, uh, he had injured it uh, like a few years ago even. So it was something that he's been pushing and then he decided to do, to have this surgery. And I think Detroit had something to do with that as well, that they wanted him to get that surgery, as, at least from Steve Eisman had some uh, some kind of interview where, he, where, where it sounded like that at least. Mm. And uh, he's been out for four weeks and he was supposed to be out for eight weeks. So he has another four weeks. Uh, so he might not even play again this season for Toronto, depending on how they're doing in the playoffs. Now, uh, I, I saw something, but I don't know if it's true. Uh, I remember back when it happened, I just remembered seeing somebody be like, oh, it's, you know, Theodore Niederbach actually might be the guy who, who kind of jumps in and, and is able to benefit from this injury. Is that, did that end up being the case? And, and if so, what have you seen out of him? Oh yeah, for sure. He he was actually loaned out to Mudo in uh, the second tier division in Sweden in Hockey Allsvenskan. He did well in Mudo, and then when Raymond got injured, Frölunda called uh, Niederbach back, uh, Niederbach, and uh, then he nice. uh, and he yeah thanks. Uh, then then he uh, yeah he's done well since he's played seven games and three points, and he's done. The, the reports from his games have, have been uh, been quite good on him. So yeah, he's certainly benefited from it. What is, uh, I guess, how does that compare to what you would expect out of a second round pick at his age in the SHL? Uh, it's pretty okay. Like I, I like Theodore Niederbach. He said he's uh, scored an insane amount of points in, in the junior leagues in Sweden. And uh, so I, I, I like him. Uh, I would say his uh, development is, a bit on par for, for what you expect from a second round pick in the in the Swedish leagues, but I have I have good hopes for him and he can become a solid player for uh, Detroit for sure. Uh, now that we're we're reaching the season's end, I know Malmo was one of those teams not very good. They are just on the cusp uh, of that. What was it like a quarterfinal round or it was just like the the play in round to a yeah. degree, right? It, they yeah. are the ten seed. Uh, in the SHL, Joe Valeno, one of the guys on that team. What have you seen out of him uh, throughout the course of the season? And what factor, if any, has he played in, in kind of helping Malmo get on track? Because I remember the last time we talked, I, I believe the word I used was awful, and you confirmed that. 
Yeah, they were an awful team, and then they, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, they were an awful team when we talked last time. But uh, a month ago, they went on a win streak, and now they won. They lost tonight, actually, uh, but the yeah, they went on a seven-game win streak, uh, pulled themselves up into the playoffs, in, into the qualification round or whatever you want to call it, and uh, they look like they're gonna. Uh, take that spot because they have three games less played than Lin Chapin behind them, and then they are five points ahead. So and Lin Chapin has three games left to play. So I think they're gonna gonna go into the into that uh, final spot or the second to final spot and uh, get a chance to play in the in the playoffs. So that's good for Joe Leno, and he's done he's done well. Well, as I said last time, he had a little bit of a rough start. Had to had to need some time to adjust to the to the league and to the big eyes, I, I, I guess. And um, yeah, he's done well. He plays solid minutes for Malmo and uh, uh, scoring some points here and there, scoring some goals here and there. So yeah, uh, I think he, he, he does, uh, he's doing pretty well. It's a good, uh, good learning, good season, season of learning for him before going probably into the all right, got to jump in here real quick to talk to you guys today about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why wouldn't you endure the pointless, often, the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning? Uh, you know, like, is this a Honda, an LX, or an EX? Like, I don't know those things. Uh, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com both at home and in your pocket. Now listen, folks. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need and just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you get there, just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Down at center. Fimple is back in. For Datsu. Back to Fimple. Yes. Valtteri Fimple. 2-1 Red Wings. 7-28 to play. What a play by Pavel Datsu for the back. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the interview. Now, Forlanda was another team uh, who was kind of at the top of the rankings, I believe, the last time that we talked. I think it was like Rogla and, and Forlanda were one and two, but they've kind of suffered. How much of that uh, can be attributed to losing You know, one of their, their top wingers and um, just as a whole – Kind of how have you seen that team kind of fall a little bit? Well, they were doing pretty bad before even Raymond got hurt as well. But of course, it hurts losing him because he's a very important player. Even if he doesn't score the entire time, he or score points. He uh, he can uh, he he helps them out with the defense. He's a he's a very good two way player, so he helps out in a, in a lot of uh, elements of the game. Uh, but yeah, Ferlanda hasn't done very well at all lately, and they might not even have the certain spot in the playoffs. So uh, there's a fight between them and uh, Lulu there. So it's going to be interesting to see if Lulu is also a team that are, isn't doing very, very well. So there are two te- bad teams fighting for it. 
Now, one thing I, I mean, you might not even have any answers to this. We might just, you know, talk about it and then move on for a second real quick. But like the the whole, I don't think it'd be the worst thing for Red Wings fans in the world if Philander kind of got knocked out right away. And then when Lucas Raymond's injury is, is healed and, you know, hey, we just lost all of our guys at the deadline. You want to come on over? Like, what, what do you think the odds of that uh, are of, of happening? I think there's a pretty over. decent chance. I think there's some rule that if he gets selected for Sweden to play in the international tour in the international game, he has to play them, so mm-hmm. he can't come over. So it depends on what the the Swedish Ice Hockey Federation is doing there. But I think they could have like a shaft if he says that he really doesn't want to play for Sweden in these meaningless uh, like practice games because he won't. I don't think Raymond is going to play in the world in the World Championships. So um, I think it's a pretty decent chance that he can, uh, yeah, they, 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 they probably get knocked out. If they make it into the playoffs, they probably get knocked out in the first round. And if they fall down to the qualification round, it's not impossible that they lose there. So uh, I think uh, in, maybe when he's back from injury, he's in Detroit already. Like, that's not entirely impossible. Now that you've seen uh, a full season and maybe not any of the the big guys uh, that we've kind of already touched on already, who jumps out to you as uh, guys who can make it direct the, the direct jump into the NHL next season, or, or maybe even at the end of this one, but for all intents and purposes, we'll just say opening night roster 2021, 2022, who do you think has has potential to be on the uh, Red Wings roster? Is it just Mo Sider? Is it Mo Sider and Jonathan Berggren? I, I guess mainly the question here is where is Jonathan Berggren's stock right now as an NHL prospect? I think it's as high as it's ever been. It's been producing like crazy. The I, I think last time I compared him to Oscar Lindblom, who's for the who's playing for the Flyers now. But I looked at their stats, and he's, he's even better at, like, Lindblom didn't produce at the same level that uh, Bergen is or Bergen is doing right now uh, at, at the same age. So I think there's three players, maybe even four from the SHL that might be on, no, five, four or five, maybe. Even, I think, I think most side is going to be an initial play next season. That's not, a, 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 there's no doubt in my mind. And I think Jonathan Bergen has a shot. I think Lucas Raymond has a shot. I think Lucas Raymond is pretty certain to play in the NHL next season. And I think Joe Valeno can play in the NHL next season. And I also think just an outside shot of uh, Albert Johansson to play in the NHL next season. In the uh, start line, when they start, yeah. And that's what we love to hear. And I, I think sometimes, you know, Jonathan Bergen uh, gets overlooked as a uh, prospect, maybe not in Red Wing circles, but I think just in general because of, you know, the, the injuries that he had, he kind of gotten forgotten about. And now he's just this guy popping off, but he's not too fresh in everybody's minds. And so I wonder if, if that plays uh, a role in that at all. Now let's talk about Mo Sider because uh, last time I, I asked you point blank, I said, is Mo Sider the best defenseman in the SHL this season? You said no, which hurt my feelings a little bit. Uh, but where, where are we? If I asked you that question today, hypothetically, you know, where, where would you come out on that? And, and, is he in the MVP conversation? What are we talking here? Am I just wishful thinking still? Uh, I think he's a bit much wishful thinking. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> like he, he, he's, he's certainly the best under 20 player in the SHL with like, without a doubt, he's the best scorer of the under 20 SHL players. Like he's ahead of Raymond, uh, William Eklund, who's a draft eligible player this year. He's ahead of Alexander Holtz. 
So you have a lot of young players that are uh, like uh, under 20. So he's he's doing really well. He's doing <laughs> like <laughs> he's like everyone was freaking out when he was picked sixth overall uh, in the in the draft. But like that's perfectly valid. Like it's a it's a valid pick now. Like oh, yeah. sixth overall. Yeah, it's no no issue at all. Like I have no issue at all with it. Like, what, so what? I think he's, uh, he had some problems with an injury as well since he, he fell like awkwardly into the boards or something and hurt himself and he was gone for almost a month but and since then he hasn't scored as much but it's only like seven games since he returned so well, he's doing well. What is the area that he has progressed in the most because I think finally like we, we, we even touched on this last time like the the gripe I have with a lot of prospect writers who write about him is that they always place him in like a tier below where I and a lot of other Red Wings fans probably think he should because they they cite the offensive upside. Now that we've seen a full season, I guess, one, what is the thing that has surprised you? Or not surprised you, but I guess just the the area of his game that has developed the most. And then uh, just as a whole, you know, what does his offensive game look like at this point? Is there a comparable um, to it in, in that sense? I guess that might be a little bit easier. Uh, I don't know if I have a compare. Like, it's easy with Red Wings to just say uh, Niklas Kjumval, but, like, <laughs> just because offensive defenseman that hits yeah. a lot, like, you know. But I was surprised about, like, I I didn't know that Mordsider was uh, crushing people that much as he has done <laughs> in the other show. Uh, I, 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 I honestly didn't know that but I've probably watched him uh, not enough in the AHL or in the German league before. So yeah, I think that that part, like the physical part of the game has really impressed me. The, and it's not like just stupid hitting, like it's not hitting for the sake of hitting. It's, mm-hmm. it's like using his body to win the puck and to remove players from the puck, like to win the puck back and stuff. So it's um, it's smart hitting, I would call it. All right, got to jump in here real quick to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. Now, listen, guys, you know the deal. March Madness is in full swing. Your bracket is busted. And if you need something to make the tournament just a little more interesting, well, do I have the website for you? Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You can go find the best lines, the newest lines. Uh, you can follow Michigan throughout the tournament, bet on whoever you would like, do whatever you can to turn March Madness uh, out away from March Sadness and back into March Madness again for good reasons. You know, March Madness is supposed to be fun. But if your bracket's already busted, Bet Online is the way to get back into it. They got you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device today. Sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And also got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. Now, listen, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar 
is best. It is Built Bar Madness. And this has been a crazy round, folks. We've got uh, today's matchup, chocolate brownie chunk versus a lemon almond cheesecake. Now, I've been riding for the lemon almond cheesecake. If you listen to yesterday's episode, I went hard. I thought the matchup was yesterday. It's today. I'm bringing the same energy. I'm riding with lemon almond cheesecake, and you should too. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. And vote. Make your voice heard. Or go to bar underscore built on Twitter and find out which built bar is the best. Don't forget, use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order at builtbar.com. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order at builtbar.com. And like I said, check back today to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Zetterberg got it to Datsuk. Moving right in. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Albert Johansson, uh, how have you liked him uh, down the stretch? I know he plays for Farstead. Uh, he is in a playoff spot right now, but I guess just specifically... Uh, what's been most impressive about him and, and is he rising or falling? I think he's rising for sure. He's had a, he has had a really good season in the SHL. Uh, and as, as I said, I think he could be one of the players that might make the starting, starting day, uh, the opening day roster for Detroit next year. Uh, he, he even got to play with the Swedish men's team at the Euro hockey tour tournament in February. And he scored an overtime winner. That was quite nice. And uh, yeah, he's uh, had since that national team outing. He's had seven points in eight games, so he's producing points. He's playing well. He's their number one power play guy now, I think. And uh, yeah, he had a little bit of rough uh, World Juniors, but that was mostly because he was paired with Victor Sardesjum, who's a very offensive player, and Albert Johansson had to be like a little bit of a uh, more defensive-minded guy on that pairing. So yeah, but he's done really well in the SHL this year. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mikhail. We can't get you out of here, though, without uh, talking to you about the draft, uh, at least just a little bit. Because uh, I saw you on the uh, Prospect Film Room with, or I can't, what is it? Sorry, I'm going to butcher this name. What is it called again? Double Prospect Scouting, the Double Draft Cast. Or what do you mean? Uh, it's the it's on YouTube. You, I saw it with William Eklund. I was watching you guys. Uh, oh yeah, the Tony, yeah, game tape with Tony, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw you on game tape with Tony. You're talking to William Eklund, breaking down his film. What was that experience like? Uh, just this as a whole, like that's that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was really cool. It was fun to talk with William. He's a he's a good kid. Uh, he's a smart kid, and we did the same thing with uh, Fabian Lissel, uh a few months ago in December. So that's the two things I think people should check out for sure. Uh, Tony does a lot of good stuff with uh, with a lot of fun prospects, uh, breaking down game tape. And uh, yeah, William is a is a fantastic talent. Uh, I w- I've watched him a lot since I'm a Hugh Gordon fan, and I've been working around Hugh Gordon as a commentator before. So I've, I've watched William since 2018. And I've seen him probably up to 70 times, maybe. <laughs> 
wow. for these last few years. So I've, I've, I've watched him a lot. And uh, his development is really, is really fun to see, especially when you follow the player that much. You you get a little bit more attached to them. But yeah, he, he's done a really good job. He's what I, I watch almost every Yugoslavian game, and he's almost always the best forward on that team. Just to, yeah, he's a brilliant uh, young talent, and I think uh, one of one of the players the Red Wings should draft if they get the opportunity to do that this summer. So is that your uh, is that your number one? Yeah, he's my number one right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you have I don't a, think he would go number one, but yeah. Do you have a uh, do you recognize a Swedish bias when you when you do your draft rankings? Do you try and do you try and measure that? Like, do you try and say, "Hey, I probably only think this because I am a little bit biased and I have seen this guy a lot"? Or how does I, I guess I'm curious, like when you're focused on one league like that, how does that play into how you compile your rankings? Well, it's all it's it's a little bit of two-headed sword because you, yeah, you get very attached to players, but you also get like a little bit like over critical as well like you watch them you're like well i like this but this is, i like what matt veneer is doing for michigan for example like mm-hmm. i like what like uh, yeah so you i like what brent clark is doing in slovakia or whatever like you you get a little bit like you compare them too much so you get a little bit over critical of your own players that's also like so you have to use way weigh your your thoughts compared to what other people think and also just i watched the top uh 15 i had a top 15 out for gobber uh, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago so that's uh, you just have to like understand that you might have a bias and then adjust accordingly <laughs> <laughs> all right last question before we get you out of here so i remember seeing on your twitter timeline couple weeks back when the new nhl draft lottery proposals came out we're talking uh or i I think it was around that time and um you said the best strategy this year is to lose the draft lottery let the people in front of you take their pick it don't you like it isn't that kind of uh uncut like it it, i guess i'm torn on that i i don't I, i don't know where i stand on that and i guess i'm just curious to know like your explanation behind it. Wouldn't you rather have the power of making the pick rather than kind of being forced to make a decision? Or is this more of a protect yourself if you're a GM type of deal where you're like, eh, this might not work out, but at least I'll be safe from being blamed for it. Well, it's a little bit of, um, I think it was like this. When you have the first overall pick, you have to make a decision. You have to choose a player from a lot of, a lot of, a lot of players. There's like 10 players that could be number one pick overall, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's more likely that you choose wrong there. And I don't mm-hmm. trust a lot of NHL GMs to pick correctly either because I've seen who's been ranked number one in most lists when they talk to scouts or GMs. And uh, I, I don't agree that that should be the number one player. And, Not naming uh, they, names? Well, it's Owen Power. I don't yeah, agree that he should be the number yeah. one player. <laughs> like, I like Owen Power. He's, he's a talented defenseman, but I don't think he should be number one. But what I feel like is you, you let people, you let like, uh, people pick Owen Power, and then I've seen like Dylan Genther is like one of the top three prospects for at like McKenzie's list, Bob McKenzie's list, and uh, I don't think he should be there. So if someone pick him, and then they, I don't know, they pick Brent Clark, he's fine in the top five, I guess. And uh, then you have the fourth overall, and you have like you have William Eklund, you have 
if you want Valstep, the goalie, who's like oh yeah, pretty pretty most pretty much the most sure goalie you can draft, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so you have like a lot of players that you can just let them slide, and then you see like oh here's this guy, and then you just pick him, and you're gonna be great like going going forward. Okay, you know you want to know where I'm at with the whole thing because you bring up Jesper Wallstead in the, in a year like this, I'm like screw it, why not take the goalie? But I don't think you can do it if you go if you're top three. So I'm like uh, right now the Red Wings I think are like fourth or fifth from the bottom. If they slot in like five to eight, I mean there's obviously a little bit of danger in him going before that, but honestly probably not too much danger. And I think that's when. Steve Eisman would be most liable to make that pick. And I want that pick. I, I just, you know, they got the, they got Petrozelli who uh, actually just clinched a berth to the NCAA tournament. Thanks to St. Lawrence dropping out yesterday. But uh, I mean, other than that, like the, the prospect pipeline in, in goaltending is, is weak. And I have heard, yeah. uh, you know, we went through all the Askarov stuff last year, uh, the Spencer Knight stuff the year before that. And each year they just kind of start creeping up and creeping up. I'm also of the opinion that I, you know, I, maybe I'm just not as jaded with the whole situation, but I, I think we're slowly creeping back towards uh, an age where a goalie could go number one. And it, and that like, it hasn't worked out in years past, but like, look at Mark Andre Fleury look at Carey Price. It has worked out and other times, and, and then you're set for over a decade at the most critical position. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If you could draft Connor Hellebuck, where will you pick him? Ooh, top 10 for sure. Yeah, but you pick, like, yeah. If, if, but yeah, yeah. But he's the best goal in the league, and he yeah. carries a winning case. He should First. be in the MVP conversation every year, because he carries the, the winning big jets every year. Yeah. So, and I, yes, but Walter is Connor Hellebuck for me. Like he he's gonna be, if he reaches his potential, he's gonna be better. And if he, like, so he's he's gonna be Connor Hellebuck. And if you can have Connor Hellebuck, and like you're good, you're good for, especially with the RFA rules and stuff. You have a goalie for the next eight years. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna be a great goalie for you. Like I, <laughs> I don't see how you can miss with just for Walter. He's so good and he's so, like his game also translates to to like every every aspect of of the game like the small eyes and stuff he's just so very technical as a goalie that yeah you can you can't do wrong if you pick him all right uh you have convinced me i'm on the hashtag draft jesper chain tank for jet well you don't actually need to tank for jesper you need to do the opposite of tank which is finish yeah. five to seven so uh finish five a little to, bit for jesper. well yeah we'll think of some sort of some sort of hashtag that we can do like uh I don't know, middle out for Jesper, but it has to rhyme. So yeah. we'll, it will, it'll be a work in progress. Uh, all right. Mikhail yeah. home from Dauber prospects. You can find him on Twitter at Carl McHale home. That's with a K. Uh, what do you got coming up? What have you released lately? Go ahead and plug anything that, uh, that you'd like to. Yeah, we did the, the Dauber prospect in the mid season rankings, hundred players. Uh, we have the a YouTube video of our conversation up to the 70th pick seven Sorry, which is great by the way i listened to it thanks a lot and then i also have the you can check out uh, i did game take with tony ferrari uh with william Eklund, uh, who's a prospect for this uh, this 2021 draft it should be interesting for the red wings fans uh and uh, then i'm also doing a project now when i'm watching a lot of swedish prospects and i'm trying to put together a i'm going to put together an article in a few weeks for dauber and i'm also 
thinking of doing a list of 30 players that I should Swedish players that I should be picked in this this year's draft. So I'm on my Twitter. So hopefully I have that out in a couple of weeks or a month. Uh, depends on how how long it takes me watching a lot of hockey games. So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. And remember, folks, we are going for the Swedish powerhouse round two. So you're going to be one of paying attention to this list because we're we're honestly probably going to limit our draft choices to Swedish only players. That's 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 my that's the Noli draft board. It's all Swedes. It's just a Swedish. Yes, draft you should. Board. So, <laughs> all right, uh, Mikhail, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Ho- uh, we'll check in with you sometime, you know, around the SHL playoffs right before Moritz Sider gets named MVP or right after, you know, whatever uh the cases we'll see you back here soon thanks so much thanks for having me on <laughs> you're locked on red wings your daily podcast on the detroit red wings part of the locked on podcast network your team every day